You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Becky Wall Daily right here on the Becky Wall Network, presented as always by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G with you on a football Friday as we get set for conference championship weekend. And joining us right now to talk about it, Ian McMillan, McMillan, senior editor, BetSided, joining us on the ByThePhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit ByThePhoenix.com to learn more. Ian Let's start with the pretty incredible line movement we've seen all week with the Chiefs and the Bengals. And it's obviously off of the Mahomes injury and, and what the information is there about it. But we start, we open about Chiefs minus three, quickly goes the other way, all the way to the Bengals as the favorite. And now we're creeping back. In fact, some books as we speak, minus one and a half on the Chiefs, bet MGM at one. What do you make of this? Is this all nonsense and he's always been fine? Or do you think there's there's a real reason why we've had these uh, these fluctuations here? Yeah, I think there, well, oh yeah, obviously there is a re. I mean, nobody knows what Patrick Mahomes' ankle is going to be like uh, come Sunday. Uh, I don't even think Patrick Mahomes know what his, it knows what his ankle is going to be like on Sunday. But I do think the line, especially when it got all the way up to Bengals minus two and a half, was a bit of an overreaction. I actually, as soon as the opening line was released at Chiefs minus one, I jumped on that because I thought that was as worse uh, as it was going to get. I didn't think it was going to get any worse than that. So, because uh, I, I heard from some odds makers before the game that if the Chiefs and Bengals were going to play in the AFC Championship, Chiefs are going to be like four and a half, five and a half point favorites. So when I saw mm-hmm. Chiefs minus one, I thought that was as bad as the line could possibly get based on Patrick Mahomes' ankles. So I jumped on that. I was surprised when it got a Bengals minus two and a half line to me is like as if Patrick Mahomes is just not going to play at all. Uh, so I see that as, yeah, back to Chiefs minus one, minus one and a half. I think his ankle is not going to be 100%, but I don't think it's going to, uh, keep him from uh, doing what Patrick Mahomes can usually do. I mean, we saw him with a hurt ankle in the second half uh, last week, and he he looked he still performed. So, uh, yeah, the line movement has been interesting. I don't remember if I've ever seen this much yo-yoing on a single line before. Yeah, with maybe nothing happening in the end. <laughs> we go through right. the zeros all the way up to three on one side, almost three on the other side. Right now it's uh, mostly ones and a bunch of one-and-a-halves. So, uh how how comfortable are you with KC uh, if it gets to what point this weekend? It feels like the momentum is we, – we've it's been all positive news on the Kansas City side. Let's assume the market's at one and a half. Would you still bet it if it got up to three? Is that your stop point? Any interest in the total as well? I don't think the line can get high enough for me to not want to back the Chiefs. Um, I will say I – Few people look more stupid than I did, as my cat once again likes to show up on camera, especially on this show. Uh, no, no, few people looked as stupid as I did this past Sunday because last week 
Um, I went on all these shows, podcasts, radio shows, telling people that the Bengals aren't actually that good of a football team and that the Bills are going to steamroll them. <laughs> and then what happened was, was the complete opposite. The Bengals just absolutely steamrolled them. They look like world beaters. But at the end of the day, I'm a stats guy. I am married to the numbers. And when I look at the stat sheet and I see the Bengals are, you know, 10th in yards per play, 16th in opponent yards per play, just about average no matter what metric you look at, it's hard for me to take them uh, against a Chiefs team that ranks basically first or second in just about uh, all these offensive categories, and at least inside the top 10 in most defensive categories. So I'm not high on the Bengals, even though they've won, what, like nine straight games now? I think they are still a significant step below the Chiefs. I'm not buying into the narrative that Joe Burrow is 3-0 against uh, the Chiefs uh, since uh, joining the NFL. I think that's kind of a silly narrative. I mean, those games weren't exactly blowouts, even last game. If Travis Kelsey doesn't fumble the ball in the fourth quarter, uh, the Chiefs probably win that game, and then we're not even having this conversation. So, no, I'm not buying in on the Bengals. I, I don't think they're even close to as good as the Chiefs. I guess if it gets above the magic number of three, if it's like Chiefs minus three and a half, I might get a little bit more concerned, but I don't think it's going to get that high. Uh, I love the Chiefs in this spot. I'm just I'm not bought in on the Bengals as much as a lot of uh, a lot of other people are. Ian, I'm curious as someone who is your numbers guy and you believe in them and net yards per play is the stat you, you always cite with us. Is there ever a time where there's an outlier that is just burning you? Let's just use the Bengals, right? They're not maybe the most statistically great team, but obviously Joe Burrow keeps winning playoff games, right? It's two years in a row. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me what the Patriots were 20 years ago, but I have a feeling early in Brady's career, maybe they weren't the most statistically dominant team and he just kept winning. Is there a point where you're like, damn it, I can't. I got to stop betting against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Or do you just like if we get to the Super Bowl and they're there, will you look at the numbers again and will you bet it that way? How do you approach that? Yeah, I I won't deny there is an X factor. There certainly is an X factor to some of these teams and some of these players where they defy the stats and they come out and like Joe Burrow. The big thing is him and with him is that he shows up in big games. He plays his best football uh, when the lights are the brightest, sometimes against maybe lesser opponents, he doesn't bring his a game, but if he's playing against a chiefs, a bills, a, you know, any top team, uh, we're going to see the best version of Joe Burrow there is. So there is that sort of that X factor, but my thinking is that you can't measure those things. Uh, there's a lot of things that do go into football games that we can't measure. Another thing is game plans and strategy, unless we're inside these team meetings, uh, f uh, for these teams leading up to a game. We don't know what their game plan is going to be. We don't know what their strategy is going to be. So, yeah, those things do uh, play a role in it, but I can't measure those things. The only thing I can measure is I can look at the stat sheet and I can see where these teams rank in certain areas. So um, where I would kind of, like, if, if the stats were closer than what they were, then maybe I'd go with the Bengals because of one of those X factors or any of these teams that have those X factors. But when it's as lopsided as it is, uh, on the number sheet between a team like the Chiefs and the Bengals, then I unfortunately just I stay committed to the numbers. And if it blows up in my face like it did this past Sunday against the Bills, it blows up in my face. Mm -hmm. If my Twitter mentions are going to be everyone piling all over me for what I said about the Bengals, then so be it. But at the end of the day, i got to trust my numbers and hope that it works out for me more often than it doesn't. By the way, no Jaguars tat, huh? Yes, I did. I you're did you're okay with that one. <laughs> I'm already trying to cook up my next tattoo bet now. Oh, college basketball. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. It's, it's March Madness coming. almost here. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. All right, so as a guy that looks at the numbers, I would say last week it was obvious to everyone, which is why I was so high on Philadelphia, that the biggest mismatch of the divisional round 
was the Giants' run defense against the Eagles' rushing offense. Uh, between the two games, is, is there any mismatch that stands out? Or, hey, it's Championship Sunday. These are the four best teams in the NFL. We're going to have great games. And there isn't just something that really stands out that's uh, quite as glaring as we saw last week. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There are a couple things that stand out. Uh, First of all, I mean, the big weakness of this Eagles defense uh, the entire season, because, and this is one thing about the Eagles team that I don't think they've gotten enough credit for, is actually how good their defense is. You look at opponent yards per play first in the NFL, opponent yards per pass stem first in the NFL, uh, sack percentage, the best pass rush in the NFL this season uh, is the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, over 11% sack percentage. Um, but if there is a weakness that they have, uh, it's the ability to stop the run. I think they're 20, is 21st in rush defense DVOA, 23rd or 24th in opponent yards per carry. Uh, not the worst in the NFL, but that's a little bit of a red flag in an area that I expect the 49ers will, will at least try to exploit. But then I would say the exact same thing is true uh, on the opposite side of things. Yes, the Eagles can run the ball. That is probably arguably their most effective weapon. And the 49ers do have arguably the best run defense. But I don't think the Eagles pass game gets enough credit they lead the nfl in yards per pass attempt and that is the weakness of the 49ers defense uh, especially as of late kind of in the second half of their season their secondary uh did show uh some some not so great games they, they had some not so great games so i think actually both offenses can exploit uh the weakness of the opposing defense in that nfc championship uh, championship game it's going to be an interesting one i'm not betting on the total in that game but if i was i think that leads actually uh, to a nice overbet between the Eagles and 49ers. So there's an uh, assumption out there that Brock Purdy, as a rookie quarterback, probably in the loudest environment he's ever been in, is going to struggle. Now, you're going to be part of that environment, Ian. So, like, you can be part of rattling Brock Purdy. You're coming out of Philly <laughs> for this game. What do you think about Purdy and, and this challenge? You mentioned it against this number one Eagles pass defense. Yeah, listen, there's no doubt that this uh, that this is going to be his biggest challenge, and I don't think he's going to go out and throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns for sure. Um, but I'm higher on Brock Purdy than a lot of people are. I don't love the narrative that, like, oh, this is just the 49ers offense. Any quarterback could do in this offense. I mean, is that really true? Is that why 49ers fans were asking for Jimmy G to get traded? Is that why – I mean, if any quarterback could do it, why, why couldn't Nick Mullins do it when he stepped in as a 49ers quarterback a couple years ago? Now he's the backup in Minnesota. Like, Brock Purdy is playing extremely good and, I would say, efficient football for them. So I'm actually higher on him than I think a lot of people are. I think, he, I think we might just need to accept that he is a good quarterback and he might just be a starting quarterback in the NFL for years to come. But uh, with that being said, this is a tough environment for any quarterback, even a veteran quarterback to go into. Uh, like I mentioned, yeah, best pass rush in the NFL. Uh, we'll see about the environment. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm going to this Eagles game. I want to see if these Philly fans can live up to the hype that I keep hearing about. Uh, I keep hearing about this Philly fan base. If you get to experience it, uh, I'll report back and see if it holds true on Sunday by my standards. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough environment for him to play. He might struggle a little bit. I still, I still expect him to have a half-decent game at least, though. 
So what's the bet there? Eagles. I mean, there's no, uh, uh, there's no way I'm going to go to <laughs> and bet against the Eagles. Um, I did. I actually got on that. The Eagles were minus one for a very short amount of time when the line first opened at some sports books. I jumped on that, so I did get a pretty decent line for that game. Um, but I do like the Eagles, even if I wasn't going. I think the two defenses are kind of a wash. I think they're arguably the two best defenses in the NFL. Uh, even though they do kind of have a weakness with the Eagles rush defense and the 49ers pass defense. But then it comes down to which offense do I trust more? If the two defenses are awash, which offense do I trust more? And I just trust the Eagles offense uh, a little bit more as well. Also, John Hussey, if you want to get into ref handicapping, uh, Mm -hmm. the home team in his games have a higher uh, win percentage than the league average. So even the refing matchup kind of leans towards Philadelphia if you want to take a look at that too. Ian, um, what do you make? We, we saw some projected spreads for the Super Bowls, the four potential matchups, and they were all one-point numbers. Now, some of that yes. might be the Mahomes injury, and maybe that gets worse. Maybe there's some uncertainty there. What do you make of that? Because it feels like, I don't know, three, four, five weeks ago on this show, we talked about how you could have blind bet the AFC minus three and a half or the NFC plus three and a half five weeks ago. Now, with these, the four teams standing, we're at one. Is that right to you, or do you think the AFC teams are still a cut above because of the quarterbacks? Well, here's the thing. I think the I think I think the 49ers and the Eagles are by far the top two teams in the NFC, and it's not even close. So, because we're talking about it's the Eagles or the 49ers, and I think it does make a little bit more sense. Like if it was the Cowboys against the uh, I don't know the Vikings or the Giants in the NFC Championship game, then maybe uh, uh, that I mean maybe the three and a half a few weeks ago takes into consideration that one of those crap teams could have somehow got to the Super Bowl. But with it being the 49ers and Eagles, I think they are cut above the rest in the NFC all season. I think the lines make a little bit more sense, except for if the Bengals somehow beat the Chiefs. Uh, you will see no man bet against them faster uh, uh, for the Super Bowl than me. Um, I will If the 49ers or the Eagles, if they're one-point favorite, one-point underdog, I don't care what. If they're facing the Bengals, I'll be pounding the 49ers or the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I think it does overall make sense outside of the Bengals. I think the Chiefs... 49ers and Eagles, I think those three teams are all fairly similar. Because the Chiefs offense, sure, better than the Eagles offense and 49ers offense, but the Chiefs don't have the defense the 49ers or the Eagles do. Championship Sunday player props. What do you like? Uh, let's take a or look here. Props. Could be game props, any kind of props, whatever you're here's looking what I, Here's what I like. Them. I've trashed on the Bengals enough, so I'll give a pro Bengals prop that out. Um, I like Joe Burrow to go over 24 and a half completions. Uh, a couple of reasons why. Number one, his season average is 25.87, so that's a completion uh, above the set total for this game. Number two, that we're seeing from this Bengals offense with their offensive line being banged up, they've changed their offense a little bit. A lot fewer deep shots, a lot more uh, quick pass plays, uh, quick routes. Uh, that will lead to more completions, maybe not as many yards, or maybe at the end of the day the same amount of yards, uh, but that's going to lead to a lot more completions I think a lot of quick developing pass plays as opposed to deep shots, which they were able to do when they had an offensive line. So Joe Burrow uh, over 24 and a half completions. Also the way that the chiefs play defense, they don't give up a ton of yards through the air, but they give up a lot of completions. Uh, they're in the bottom, uh, I believe bottom five or six and opponent completions per game and opponent completion percentage uh, yards per completion. So they're not giving up a ton of yards on, on completion. I think they're third in yards per completion, but uh, they're giving up a ton of those completions. So uh, I like Joe Burrow to go over. I got a 24 and a half completions. 
Quickly, with 30 seconds, you said you're not playing the total in the Niners and the Eagles game. But what's your gut feeling on these two games? Are we getting higher scoring games, lower scoring, one and one? What do you think? I'm going to say over on both. Uh, Like I said earlier with the Eagles 49ers, I think both offenses can kind of attack the weakness uh, of the opposing defenses. And the two weaknesses in the Chiefs and Bengals game is the defenses. The, The two offenses are much better than their defenses. Chiefs are top one, top two in basically every single offensive category. Defensive categories are more like 8, 9, 10. Bengals are around 8, 9, 10 offensively and then like 16, 17, 18-ish uh, defensively. So, yeah, I'll take the over in both games. Why not? Conference Championship Sunday. Let's root back or let's sit back and root for some points. Love it. Sounds great. Ian, appreciate hopping on. Enjoy the trip down and enjoy the link on Sunday. Ian McMillan on the buythephoenix.com. Guest on the Phoenix State Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America Get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, we'll dive a little NBA here. Awards, there's a lot to jump into, including some big numbers out there next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.